G'day guys and welcome to episode 27 of the Bradley J Driver Experience. Of course it's your host Brad and we're here today for a solo ride. Had an awesome episode yesterday with Nate Nower, the New Zealand media personality. Shared a lot of great stories, had some great laughs and I guess Nate shared a bit of wisdom along the way that he's picked up over you know a decade in, in the media business. Um, but enough of that, if you want to listen, go listen to that. Um, it's available on all platforms except YouTube just yet. We might throw the Zoom footage up soon. But today I just wanted to do a solo app, I guess to share the story behind why I quit real estate. Funnily enough, as vocal as I've been about it on social, there's still a lot of people that ask and I guess would like to hear a more in-depth explanation behind it. Um, there was a lot more than just wanting to go and do the podcast and that's not from a negative sense. There was no bad blood or anything like that. I have an amazing relationship with my old work crew and continue to maintain that relationship with those guys but just a lot of stuff going on in my life that I wanted to escape that industry and and find myself again I guess for lack of a better lack of a better phrase so here we are when I I quit real estate I actually handed my resignation in I think it was mid feb and I asked my bosses for some grace with time to do the right thing by my clients and, and finalize some of those deals that I had listed and some of those properties and relationships I had created. I wanted to do the right thing by those people on my way out. And so I ended up officially finishing up on the 30th of April um, and, and walking away from the industry altogether. It's a funny thing because I, I started in real estate, it would have been four years this September. Yeah, four years this September since the day that I started so it's you know it's it's been a considerable portion of my, my adult life and the original motive or reason to get into real estate was I always loved property and I, I loved more than anything people and and working with people but I just felt like it was a it was a sort of business you could have a career in and at the time I was a personal trainer and anyone in the fitness industry knows it's it's quite hard to make consistent stable income. I loved training and I loved working with people in that industry but I just felt there wasn't an opportunity for a long-term career and something I could dedicate my life to. I was, probably wasn't passionate enough about training and, and dieting and nutrition to be you know a lifelong trainer. So I found you know a few, a few family members and friends recommended real estate. I could obviously you know, talk quite easily and felt quite comfortable throwing myself into new relationships and creating connections with people. So it seemed like the right sort of industry for me and I'd always loved Renault shows and property and houses and was, was never shy to sort of jump in and, and have a look at property online or, or in the paper and just browse. So it felt like a natural sort of step for me to take. I got into the industry sort of a couple of days, a week after actually sort of doing my course. So the courses, you know, for anyone who's in real estate, you'd know it's a really easy gig to get into, um, maybe too easy, and, and that's why so many people just come across and, and don't spend a long time in the industry. I think it's just, it gives a almost a false perception as an industry is a really easy way to make big money, which, which it isn't. It's quite tough to make good money in real estate when you break down the way that wages or um, commissions are paid to the agent. And it takes a long time to get to the point where you're actually consistently listing and selling property and, and making a good wicket 
as not just an employee, but as someone who's a listing agent. So I got in at the age of, I think I was 20 at the time. I had no real past business knowledge. I just felt like I had the right intentions and always wanted to do well by people. And getting into the industry, I sort of spent, you know, over that course of three and a half years, I spent the first year in Wollongong, which was, you know, my hometown, all about development and understanding the role and the job more. And I probably spent, I guess, five or six months of that time starting to list and sell a few properties solo, as well as working with the more senior agents at my office. And then an opportunity arose to move to Melbourne with a company that was, you know, pretty forward thinking and and standing out nationally in the real estate space for being quite different. And so that opportunity come to work at White Fox and I, you know, massive decision. I packed my bags to move down there. Anyone who knows me, and you would have heard me talk about it on the podcast a million times, I'm so close with my family and my friends, like I have an amazing connection with them where I see and speak to my family consistently every day. So it was a massive step for me to move interstate and be away from everyone. And maybe an oversight originally was, I guess, going down and wanting to perform professionally. I decided it would be wise to get my own space and my own apartment, like a little two better to rent that I knew my family could always come and stay in the second bedroom to visit. It probably, in all honesty, made it really hard for me because I I was yet to, to fully understand how much of my time the job would actually take up and and what what it actually required of me to be successful down there. And so I guess my first week I realised that there was an expectation or and, and somewhat of a need to be spending almost 12 hours a day in the office every day. Um, we pretty much work seven days a week um, and every now and then we're, we're given sort of a day off to do what we needed to um, or just to rest and recover. But most days you'd get into the office around nine o'clock or a touch before and quite often you wouldn't leave until 9.30 at night if you'd been on the phones making cold calls and trying to book appointments and get leads. And, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever been in a similar situation. I'm all for I'm all for work ethic and working hard, but it's really hard to do that and live that lifestyle when you have no one to go home to. And that's probably what started to wear away at me. I felt like I was, I was living a really unhealthy lifestyle. As you all know, I don't drink, I'm not into drugs. So it wasn't unhealthy in that sense. It was just for me with my cystic fibrosis, I wasn't exercising nearly enough. I wasn't paying enough attention to my lungs and my lung physiotherapy and I guess just emotionally exhausted when you're coming home to an empty household, you know, and you're getting home just before 10 o'clock every night to cook a steak and eat it in front of the TV for half hour by yourself, then go to bed, wake up. And I still remember that feeling of like craving a morning coffee. And like, I was probably drinking six coffees a day, which most were double shots by the end of that time, not just because I was fatigued, but I craved that human connection of a familiar face at a cafe, whether it be in, you know, a plane sailing in Elwood Village or um, over at the Cottle on Coventry, Eugene and his team, just going over and being able to chat with someone about something unreal estate related for, for five minutes and, and to feel like I had friendships and, and circles outside of what I'd done every day for work. And eventually that, I guess that emotional fatigue just wore away at me and I realised that I didn't want to be away from my family or live that lifestyle for any more than, 
you know, any more than the time I felt I had to, to, to learn and bring home some new skills. And it turned out that after nine months, I, I packed my bags and I moved back home to Wollongong. With that, um, I was, I was pretty open and honest with having a whole lot of realizations within my first two years in the industry of the sort of agent I wanted to be and the sort of businessman I wanted to, to be known as. And a part of that was obviously always having incredible integrity, which is something that not a lot of people associate with the real estate industry. And I felt like a way to do that was just to bring myself down to people's level. And I always thought, you know, owners or clients or buyers weren't fans of the whole suit and tie thing. And I know it's something we didn't do in Melbourne. And I felt it allowed us to be a little bit more, um, I guess a little bit more on the same level as our clients. Not that you're not, but, uh, you know, the way you look is a big way that a lot of people judge you in those first moments of meeting. So I come back with all these ideas to dress casually, to be as outspoken as I wanted to be and just to speak the truth and, and really be, I guess, authentically myself. And that come with, you know, I've, there was obviously a pull to go back to MMJ, my old crew, because I'd had such a great connection with them. And I think there's an amazing culture within that business. But I knew that maybe some of the ideas I had weren't, I guess, weren't, um, maybe they weren't going to be everyone's cup of tea. And I was cautious of that. So I ended up taking five meetings coming home um, to look at five opportunities with different offices. And I basically gave everyone my pitch out of respect that I wanted them to know exactly what my intentions were coming back to Wollongong and, and coming back into the industry here and the market here. And I was blessed to have a couple offers, but I just felt that um, I'd had such a great experience before at MMJ and they were willing to to let me be who I wanted to be and be the agent I wanted to become. So, you know, I went back there and, and they welcomed me with open arms, which, which was really lovely of them to do again. And I had probably, you know, maybe I was a little bit naive coming home that my experience gained in Melbourne would be, you know, I, I was sort of pitching that high-end real estate experience in Melbourne and, and something new that I could offer to clients in the way that I marketed and presented homes and the way that I handled negotiations and, and my work ethic. But I think there's there's really something to be said for proof in the pudding and, and having runs on the board in your area. And I sort of come back and people are like, we don't give a fuck what you've done in Melbourne, mate. Like, So maybe it was a little bit naive of me to think that I was I would come back and have an, an easy, an easy time getting business again. But I spent sort of that next six months, just, I was working so hard. I was on the phones every day, trying to connect with new owners and buyers and sellers, and just trying to connect the dots wherever I could to, to get kickstarted again. And I felt like at sometimes I was flogging a dead horse because I was just like, man, everything I'm doing, it's just not getting anywhere. And I was lucky to have a few bits of real estate that I was that I was selling at the time and I was getting good results, but I just, I was getting actually like really good results for some stuff that a lot of people doubted I could achieve even close to, but I just still felt like off the back of that, it wasn't generating, I guess the, the seller interest I thought it would. And I still remember it literally felt like one day I just flipped a switch or I got out of bed a different way that morning and I sort of decided that there were things that were working for me and things that weren't. And contrary to popular belief, while I was 
quite regularly on the phone. I felt like because I didn't enjoy it, it wasn't my way of getting business and I started posting a lot on social. I always did, but I started posting a lot more and just very much being myself and I stopped apologizing to people, especially clients. I, I had this habit of going into meetings and almost apologizing or, or explaining why I was who I am. You know, this is why I, I dress quite casually. This is why I do business this way. This is who I am as a human. And I thought, that's me second guessing myself and you should never second guess who you are. So I decided one day just to flip a switch and not be apologetic for being the human being that I am. And <clears throat> excuse me, literally with that came a complete change, I think, in in the success I was going to have from there on out. And I still remember it was probably August, September. And I just started listing property more consistently. I was listing, you know, two or three a month. Then I was selling between two and four a month. And I had some really good consistency for about eight months. But there, there was a time where I started to have that amazing consistency, which I'd, I'd longed for for so long. It was, you know, I used to look at the people who were not even like, I wasn't a super high achiever in the industry. I felt like I got great results for my clients and I'd done things my way and I had a really nice way of handling business, something that quite a lot of people were attracted to and wanted to understand a little better. But I wasn't one of the agents doing the biggest numbers or having the most financial success in the area by no means, but it just started to feel really consistent. And that's a goal I'd had since I got into real estate, you know, right at the beginning as a 20 year old to have that consistency of sales and listings every month without wondering where the next sale or listing was coming from. But I remember I'd started to feel pretty average and, you know, over the course of the last three and a half or four years, I've definitely not been as healthy as I used to be with my cystic fibrosis. And probably part of that is, you know, you get to a certain age and career becomes, I guess, important and the rest of your life does too. And it's really easy to overlook your health and the little things that made you so healthy and connected to your body before that all of a sudden maybe aren't as important to you now as making money or, or having possessions is. And I remember it was September and I'd started to feel a little bit crook and I went up to the, the doctors and they said, mate, you've got a, um, you've got an infection in your lungs and this infection is actually quite serious. What it can do is there's two, there's two strains of it. They said, they said it can, the first strain is obviously you've got a lung infection, you want to get rid of it, but it's not damaging super or super damaging long-term. The second strain, which we're yet to understand if it is or not, is basically something that will, I think the way they put it was it will attack the cells around your lungs, which means in, you know, 20 years time, if you needed a lung transplant to save your life, then it wouldn't allow new lungs to take to your body. And that probably scared the shit out of me a bit because I've never planned for a lung transplant, nor do I think I'll ever need one. However, it's a nice safety net. It's a nice plan B if something did go wrong. And to know that maybe safety, the safety net or the plan B isn't there or that, that backup parachute, it literally makes you question what you've been doing for the last three and a half, four years to put yourself in that position. And... I remember going into hospital, they said, you need to go into hospital and get hit with some pretty hard antibiotics to attack this. And 
I went in and I ended up spending 14 nights in hospital in, in Wollongong, in the public system. And it's funny because I've always found the hospital a really nice place to be. And, and that sounds crazy for a lot of people because there's a lot of sickness and sadness in that in that place. But funnily enough, I think I think the hospital is, it's a real eye-opener. Um, you know, I would... I went in there and there was obviously amazing support from my work crew, not expecting me to in any way, shape or form do any work, but I still wanted to be productive and help the clients that I had. I ended up negotiating two deals and listing a couple properties from a hospital bed, which was a pretty cool and accomplishing feeling. But whilst I was in there, I had the opportunity just to reconnect with myself and remember the importance of my health and how much that actually meant to me as well as to sit down and just like for once the first time in a long time have every day to just revisit my passions and the things that I love and I've always loved conversation and and almost I I wouldn't say journalism but like um, I've always been intrigued by individuals and stories you know I feel like I'm a storyteller that's how I explain my podcast and my podcast style and I just got into watching more and more interviews and um, obviously later on down the track ideas would come up for the podcast, which I'll get to soon, but I just felt, I actually felt like I'd had the, the two most exciting and fulfilling weeks of my year in a hospital bed. I woke up every morning, probably about six o'clock, I'd throw on some socks over the top of my pyjama pants, give my face a splash and I'd drag my drip cart and wheel it down to the lift, go down, grab a coffee from the little cafe every morning and have a yarn with the the girls that were brewing the coffees or the owner of the cafe, Jace, and just created great little connections with that, that team over the course of two weeks. And that always put a smile on my face. And then I'd do, walk a few laps around the hospital for my exercise. I'd go back up to my room and literally as soon as I got back up to my room, I'd start researching people and individuals and sort of things that I was passionate about and loved and I was just like I had my family and my mates are like because they're all amazing they were coming to visit me every afternoon and night and for the first time I was like fuck I've had a really good consistent two weeks like I've loved every bit about these last two weeks regardless of sleeping in a shit hospital bed with drugs going into my arm every day and doctors coming in and out like it was the first time I just consistently enjoyed two weeks of my life in a long time and that sounds terrible but it was a really positive experience for me because it flagged that something else was wrong in my life and a hospital bed shouldn't be the best two weeks of your year, Um, it should be the worst too and I left hospital and, and I knew something was up and I continued to have some really good success over those next couple months. And like I said, success is relative. I was kicking the goals that I wanted to kick and I just wasn't excited by it. You know, all those property goals and dreams I had that didn't fulfill me anymore. And I, I knew something was wrong and I, I tried, I think, you know, temporary discomfort or, you know, loss of enjoyment is normal. That happens in any job or any career when, when you go through testing times and, I never wanted to make rash decisions, but I said to, and you know, there's plenty of people that can recall this. I said to so many people in the minute that I didn't enjoy six months of my career and I had like a bad six months back to back of waking up every morning and not wanting to be there. 
I'd walk away and it sort of got to that point and I'd started the podcast early 2020, um, started filming in January to release in Feb and I still remember that feeling waking up every morning and just the, the pure joy and excitement to know I was filming an episode that day and I got to put it out to the world to hear what they thought and, and to allow them to listen and learn and grow from it as much as I did. And it become apparent that the passion I've always had, regardless of the industry I was in, was people and conversation. And, you know, as a PT, sometimes you're more of a counsellor than you are a trainer. You're there to, to make people feel good and push them in the right direction in life. And sometimes that is the chat and the conversation you have as much as the training. In real estate, you create relationships with people and you allow them to take the next step in their life. And whilst I had lost my passion and my heart wasn't in the industry anymore, I didn't regret the last four years because it actually built a, re- you know, a-, a really beautiful platform for me to connect with more people than I ever had. And because I'd gained a little bit of following, not much, like just a really, really humble little following of especially young people that watch me execute what I'd done in the real estate industry and space. I felt like I actually had a, a network of individuals to share my podcast messages and stories with. And as I started to do that and have amazing feedback and realize that's what I was really passionate about, the money that I was looking to earn in the next years in real estate didn't appeal to me as much anymore, but rather the genuine help I was providing people with and the stories that they were loving and and enjoying listening to was actually more exciting and satisfying for me than the money coming into my account and in all honesty I think you know I earn I'm pretty open with my finances I earned 65 grand 64 grand the last financial year in real estate um I had quite a healthy base wage but I was probably just due to the way that those things are set up if I'd kept on the path that I was on I probably would have earned you know, 100, 150 grand next year, which, you know, as a 24, 25 year old guy, 24 now is quite a healthy living. It's, um, it's not, it's not the sort of money that you turn your nose up at and and can definitely allow you to do a lot of the things that you want to do and, you know, travel a lot and own property and nice cars and all those things. But I just didn't, didn't have an attraction to it anymore. And I think I, I probably got into real estate with the intentions to find a career, but maybe more so a career that made me money. And I've realized that what actually brings more happiness and and a better mindset in life is finding something you're passionate about and money will come in the end. And there's definitely ways other than just being in a stable job to make money. And that's what I'm learning and discovering now. But I just realized that after time, I couldn't continue to lie to myself about being excited or wanting to sell houses anymore and the longer that I dragged it on the more unhealthy that would become I think it's a sort of job and career that requires a lot of dedication of your time and your efforts and it it requires that because you're selling people's biggest assets and you're you're literally make you you are the I guess the difference between them buying the next house they want and having a holiday that year or them having to settle for less or, or get another mortgage again. And when you're not dedicated, which I, I made sure I was dedicated to my last day, but when you're not, it, it becomes very hard to do the right thing by people. And I never wanted to compromise my integrity 
or my reputation as Brad Driver, the guy who sold houses or the connections that I created with clients. And that's why it was the right time for me to walk away from the business. And, you know, I'm blessed. It, it was an amazing four years that I had. And um, there was definitely no, th- there was actually extreme support from my work colleagues at MMJ and, and the directors and the people that I associated with every day to go and pursue something that made me happy but also you know I really wanted to take time to get healthy again uh, I'd forgotten about my health just consistently throughout the last couple of years because money became more important and and I'm in a place now where I've had you know since the 30th of April it's now the 10th of June or 11th of June I should say and like I'm the healthiest I've been in a long time which is an amazing feeling so I'm excited for the the years to come. The podcast is obviously, it's sort of going stride to stride at the moment where, you know, now 26, 27 episodes in, I've shared some amazing diverse stories from media personalities, army veterans, business owners, athletes, comedians, and I feel like I'm on the right path. I'm just so excited for this next couple of months and the years ahead to see where I can take this. Um, I'm pretty open in the fact that financially it's, this is a massive sacrifice to me and that's why anytime someone listens or subscribes, which is all free, and shares this around to, to friends and family, it's amazing for me. It's it's so amazing to see people support when I've literally made some huge life decisions off the back of this platform and that's why I'll continue to be appreciative of all the guests who sacrifice their time and their schedules to come on and share their stories on my show as well as everyone who takes time out of their day to listen to an episode and to share it around amongst friends and family because that's the stuff that I'll always remember and it's the messages of support that literally light the fire to keep producing amazing content. I just I guess I want to say what what's coming for me in the next couple months I've been pretty open to wanting to MC some gigs and events and call some auctions to make sure, you know, if I can do that one or two days a week, that is literally the money in the bank that pays the bills and keeps the savings healthy without having to stress financially about this. But I'm really dedicating basically six days a week of my time to growing this platform. And the more this grows, the better guests I get to have on. I feel like I've probably even had some guests now that that I wasn't deserving to have this early in. But I think everyone's loving the content and it's allowing me to to be as creative as I can be. And I'm just so excited. I want to thank everyone again for listening. Please, if you're, you know, this was just an update. I know this episode won't be for everyone. There's plenty of people that I've spoken to personally that understand my reasons for leaving. I guess my message to everyone is just, you know, at the start of 2020, I wrote down in a book, everyone writes New Year's resolutions. I, I wrote some affirmations more so, the four things that I wanted from my year. The first was family. Well, the four important things for my year, I should say. Family, health, happiness, and authenticity. And I think authenticity comes from being the most honest and genuine version of yourself. Happiness comes from doing the things every day that allow you to go to bed feeling content and wake up with a smile on your face. Health is the only thing that you have in life that that literally allows us to keep going without it. Nothing else is important. And of course, for me, my family are the anchors that keep me going. And 
the people that I love being able to share amazing time and and um, great relationships with. So I'm so excited because I feel like, you know, a mate of mine actually said to me who I caught up with today, said to me a couple of months ago, he commented on one of my Instagram stories or photos just saying how excited he was for me because I just looked happy again and I can honestly say that I am. I'm in such a good place in my life right now. Um, not that I was ever in a bad place, but I was just in... I, was, I guess I was in a, a whirlwind of uncertainty and and unhappiness with with the things that I was doing every day and the direction I was taking for so long. That is just a really nice feeling to be back on track and shooting for the stars again. So I want to say for the last time today, thank you so much for absolutely every one of you that listen and support this and support me. It absolutely means the world to me and I'll, I'll never be able to repay my thanks to everyone who's gotten behind this and, and me individually in these past few months. Please, if you haven't already done so, to take a minute out of your day to leave a five-star review and, and just do a bit of a write-up for me as well as to su- subscribe to this platform is hugely ap- appreciated. <clears throat> Had a coronavirus attack there. Not really, but um, I guess that's it for for today. Thank you so much, guys. Be well, stay safe, and love you all. Bye.